2: I'm Pat Cummins. I'm Josh Hazelwood. I'm Lisbon Khawaja. I'm Mitch Marsh. I'm Darren Lehman. I'm Mitch Stark, and you're listening to The Unplayable Podcast.
0: This is The Unplayable Podcast. On this week's episode, we wrap up the dramatic second test in Port Elizabeth, hear from former produce skipper Graham Smith, and have a crack at play it or leave it. To get through all that is the proud owner of not one but two hat-tricks, Cricket.com.au reporter, Callum Kanonyuk. Welcome, Cal. Thank you, Sam. And joining Cal is Cricket.com.au ace cameraman, who is on his 13th overseas tour with the Australian cricket team, Andre the Doc Major. How (laughs) are you, Doc? Good.
3: I'm good. How's it?
0: Fine and you? All right. We're going to start with the drama surrounding Kakiso Rabada, the proteus quick, who has been suspended for two tests that rules him out of the rest of the series. It all stems from Robata brushing shoulders with Steve Smith after he got the Aussie out on day one in PE. That contact, as minor as it was, was deemed a level two ICC code of conduct breach by match referee Jeff Crow. Robata contested the decision but was denied by Crow and given three demerit points and a 50% fine of his match fee. Having entered the series on five points, the three he gained took him to eight, and every four points brings a one test ban. He appealed the decision, and now the ICC have 48 hours to appoint a judicial commissioner. And after that's handled, a hearing has to take place within seven days. Now, to make matters worse, Robata was hit with another sanction, this one for giving David Warner a send off, and was hit with another 15% fine and a further one demerit point added. Callum, it's a shame that we're talking about this to begin the show and not Robata's player of the match performance and South Africa's win. But here we are. Robata. In limbo at the
4: moment, as it stands, he's suspended. Very well summed up by you, I might add. There's a lot to take in. There are so many steps in this process, and you know we found ourselves digging through the ICC code of conduct and seeing what it all means, what he was charged with, how many points it adds, adds up to, and the suspension points it equals, how many demerit points, and the demerit points means how many test matches. It's, um, I mean, cricket's a confusing sport at the best of times. It is. But isn't something like this keeping that sort
3: of game alive? The game of what? Cricket. Test cricket in particular.
0: Well, we'll get to that a little bit later, but I don't think we want people crossing that imaginary line that no one really knows about. But you're right, Calum, it is an intricate matter. Uh, and There's lots of different processes and steps
4: through this. But I I think the thing um, to make clear here is... people see the incident with Steve Smith, the brush of the shoulder, which I think needed hotspot to sort of pick up any sort of physical contact there. But I think people see that and go, he got suspended for that? Like, how does that work? But the thing with the demerit point system is that it's actually adding up of all these demerit points and we get to a point where it actually eventually equals two tests and, you know, the demerit points stay on your record for 24 months and it kind of, it adds up over time. So this is not a one-off incident. This is actually I think it's now five incidents for for Rabada.
0: I think that's another point that FAFTA was trying to make, that when David Warner got done for the de incident in Durban, they tried to... Well, he put to the match referee, the match referee put to him that they didn't want to see players suspended, and that's why Warner got three points for a level two charge. You could have got four, and that would have equated to one suspension. But for Rabada brushing another player coming in contact with another player is an automatic level 2 breach and that comes with 3 to 4 points. Now he gave him the minimum number of demerit points you could give which was 3, but he already had 5 points, which means he was going to get suspended for for two tests and you know he's a victim of the past of his previous indiscretions. And now he's on 9 points, so he's almost back to where he started. He started the series at 5, now he's at 9, but if he gets another 3 he's going to go if but at a, three test w- matches. When he
3: comes back after those two two match suspension does he go back to zero DeMera points? No. That's a great on, question.
0: It is, it is a good question. He's actually on nine now. So effectively, he's in the third bracket of suspension territory, if we can put it like that. He's on one. He gets another three. He's going to miss up to three test matches, I think six one-day internationals and six T20s. So it just sort of builds on each time it goes up, but it, 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 it um, goes away after 24 months.
4: Well, that's the thing for Rabada now. So let's say he doesn't get off on appeal. What we? He's going to have, I think, five points now on his record for 23 months, essentially, given yeah. that one point he got for the Darwin send-off last month. Mm. So he's going to have five points on his record for two years, which means...
0: He gets another level two breach. He's gone for two more test matches.
4: That's right. And that's going to hang over his head for two years. I mean, it's just... It's massive. And I think what we found here, and if you listen to Faf Duplicy speaking after the game, I thought it was quite fascinating how he kind of went through his thoughts in the process. We've almost found a flaw in the system, I think, in terms of what we've come up with this incident with Steve Smith. So he makes very minor physical contact. Now, the rule states, as you mentioned before, that the lowest penalty for that is three demerit points, yep. which is what Rabada got. That takes him over the edge, and we've spoken about that. But it's such a minor incident, this Steve Smith one, I think. There was no chance of Steve Smith getting injured here um, R- Rabada argues that he didn't actually feel the contact hence why he challenged it Yeah. So, but he did come in contact with him he did, absolutely yep. I don't think anyone can really argue that as much as Rabada might but where South Africa now find themselves is they basically have to argue that the contact was uh, accidental yep. so it's either he did it and he gets three points or they somehow overturn it. There's no real area to downgrade it. So he can't accept one point or two point two points, which is kind of what David Warner did in accepting three points.
0: And I think that's the thing with the ICC Code of Conduct is coming in contact with another player is level two. There's no level one. Yes,
4: that's right. In
0: footy codes, if you get a high tackle or something like that, there are, you know, there's reckless, careless, and there's grades of that, grade five to grade one, and it depends on how many weeks and how many points you get and all that type of stuff. Yeah. Cricket... It's not as sophisticated as that, and maybe there aren't as many penalties that you can incur on the field. And there's or, or probably breaches not... of, the, of the code of conduct.
4: And I mean, there's been a massive crackdown in recent years. This is not a, a thing over time for the ICC to have, I guess, precedent and, and um, a backlog of incidents to, to call from. But I think the ideal scenario here would be to say, "All right, um, KG, you sort of you're pushing the line a lot. We're going to give you another two points for this incident." That would be the ideal outcome where they say it's a low-grade, we'll give you two, but, but they, they, can't, can't, do they that can't do that because it's a level two offense. It has to be three or four points.
0: And the and the rule states it's deliberate contact. And no matter which way you look at it, and Doc, you took a really great series of photos, he does kind of change direction. He does move towards his his teammates who are behind Smith and to get to those teammates, he has to just go through Smith. So it's going to be tough. You know, we'll hear from Graham Smith a little bit later on, but a lot of high powered lawyers are are going to be involved in this case for Cricket South Africa. And, you know, they're going to have to come up with some excuse, some reason that Robata did that. You know, he's just a hothead. And at that moment, he he probably just let his emotions spill over, not to the point of day one. And that's what FAF was saying, that how can those two situations be level two breaches and earn three demerit points? And that's probably the big thing that FAF was trying to get across and where it probably doesn't make a whole lot of sense.
3: Is it possible that he gets more points, even though he's, if he takes it back to the tribunal, yep. can there, he potentially end up with another couple of more points? There is. That?
0: That, that can happen. They can. There are three outcomes. They can leave it as it is. They can reduce the penalty, which they can't really in this process, or they can by just giving him nothing, or they can increase it. Now, I doubt that they'll increase it because it's not like he's finding something that's I guess a big deal, you know. It's not like he's shoulder charged the player. He's just sort of rushed him, and I think that, like you said, Calum, there's only two outcomes of this. He either gets off for it. Penalty remains the same.
4: Yeah, they're gonna get a lot of high-powered um, lawyers to sort of try and find a loophole, but QCs, I think they're called QCs. Yes, yeah, yeah, sure. Um But I mean, how we see it is that it's gonna be so hard to overturn. I just I can't find anywhere how they can. They're basically relying on this judicial commissioner, whoever is appointed, having a totally different take on the incident to what the match referee Jeff Crow did. Yeah, because apart from that, I don't, I'm not sure how you say it wasn't deliberate inappropriate contact.
0: Yeah, I mean that's that's
4: we're just so disappointed because he's been the highlight of the series so far. Yeah, so his that's... bowling has been incredible.
0: We're going to get to that absolutely. Yeah, it's. Uh...
3: Do you think that that one of the reasons why he got these three points is because of Smithy's reaction? Uh, Smithy mate, was. Uh, it just looks like from the photos he was interrupted, turned around, and was like, "What the heck?"
0: Maybe I mean, just Jeff, I mean, Jeff Crow's got to take everything into account, and no doubt Smith's reaction. He'd, Smith did speak after the play mm. about that incident, but he didn't really. Oh, oh I can't remember. What I you thought I, I got the, the
3: impression that what Smithy said in a press conference was, "I,", I he said, "I did nothing to
4: provoke that." Mm. So I think he. It's sort of th- well. To be fair to him, I think the question was framed in a way that. Uh, possibly suggested that he uh, may have almost dived, or you know,
0: got in the way of Rabada, knowing that he had a yeah, th- yeah three points away from a suspension, and then that certainly wasn't the case. So no. If he gets
3: let off, how much will that fire up the Aussies and the captain?
0: Well, I mean, it's going to I think it's going to motivate both sides, really. I mean, you can, can you imagine if he, Rabada does get off and he's allowed to play, he's going to tear in. He was he was somewhat more muted in the second innings his celebrations weren't quite as extreme as they were in the first innings although having said that <laughs> he did get pinged for that warner send off th- maybe after that he's, he did sort of settle Could down be, a little bit
3: can you imagine a test cricket match being a contact sport? <laughs>
0: well, <laughs> no I can't I think there's a reason for it but yeah
3: the, the you funny- think you should bring it in Doc? well just if he gets let off we might be seeing the first test arse, match cricket
4: game ice <laughs> hockey style gloves yeah. down
3: <laughs> against the fence. <laughs> <laughs> they do it
4: in baseball
0: don't they oh, you know, if a, pitch, you know, if a, if a pitcher hits a batter the the dugout's empty they run up to the top um, and get a big fight you know the red cards are now available in Test Match Cricket well
3: potentially could it become a bit like uh, basketball which is technically a non-contact sport but from a layman's point of view that's contact all the time
0: constant Cal you're the basketball expert here.
4: Oh, am I? apparently um, you're yeah.
0: reading a Michael Jordan book that, that counts
4: I'm getting there slowly <laughs> it's a long tour yeah. Well, I think that just to go back to the Rabada thing, it's funny because we spoke to Pat Cummins before the series, and you know we're doing a little bit of a series on Rabada and you know, how exciting he is, and and Pat Cummins has spent some time with him in the IPL, and he spoke about how calm he is off the field. Yeah. One of the calmest blokes he's ever come across in cricket, but once he gets on that field, he is the most competitive person that uh, Pat Cummins has seen. So it's just that it's the old white line fever thing. Once he gets out there and uh, gets in the contest. He's he's right into it. I think a
0: couple of the broader topics that have been brought up throughout the series. One is the definition of the line, crossing the line. Who's crossing the line? Where's the line? Is it personal? Is it just not personal? And the other one now after this is, are we focusing? Is there too much media attention on bad behaviour and the behaviour of the players? Not just in wicket celebrations, but the way they pledge each other, the way they interact. Um, we saw in the first test how Warner celebrated the run out of De Villiers and Nathan Lyon as well, and he got pinged for the for dropping the ball. And again, a bit like this, bit the contact of the ball and De Villiers' chest was similar between Rabada and Smith. It only just flicked the shirt, but it was enough to get uh, to get Lyon in trouble. We've seen um, Rabada done for a. A send-off of David Warner, he sort of screamed in his face, and he was too close to the batter. And even Mitch Marsh, when he got his off stump uprooted by Rabada on the first in the first over of day four, he's walked off the field and muttered some offensive language, some well, naughty words. By don't you way. think
3: it's a bit of a pity that he didn't rip out the stump mic
0: in the same process? Now, of... if, well, that's a good point. If it was a middle stump, the, the stump mic might, might have been destroyed, and he might not have got it. Say what you like. Are we focusing too much on this stuff? Are we not focusing? enough on the cricket or are we are trying to get the human element of this stuff? Yeah,
3: just dealing with all the technology that's coming
0: to the game. Maybe. Maybe that's Good it. camera angles. Lebo. You can't get away he's with just... anything. Yeah, Lebo, your friend, the cameraman. Lebo, the cameraman. He was, just... the the day, hmm? he was on the field the other day, Doc. He was on the field the other day.
3: He did. Time. He threw the ball back. He's a legend.
0: <laughs> what do you reckon, Carl? Are we are we going too far?
4: No, nah, I'm all for it. I think where certainly um, you and I, Sam, are massive, hardcore cricket nuffies and, you know, not to say that Doc isn't, but I think... I'm not. You're not. Okay, good. You can say it. But, you know, we're going to love test cricket almost no matter what. We're the ones who will sit there and watch a session of cricket where 43 runs are scored and zero wickets are taken and it's enthralling it, you know. You're on the edge of your seat the whole time. Is a wicket going to fall? These blokes are digging in. Great batsman be great bowlers, and it's great. We love it. But there are casual fans out there who couldn't care less like that just gives them no interest whatsoever that is the most boring 2 hours of sport that they will come across and they have no interest in it so in the interest of the game stuff like this is great controversy drama it's almost that soap opera element of bringing in certain casual fans or whoever it might be female engagement possibly but not even that it's just you know the the fans who aren't watching every single ball but want to know what this is all about they might see it on the news and they go wow that's something different, you know, I have a strong opinion on that and all of a sudden they take an interest in it.
0: But don't you think they now are looking for this type of bad stuff? I mean, how many times did a player, after he's been bowled by a pumped-up fast bowler, muttered some foul language to a bowler and they just knew that Rabada and what was happening was in the heat of the moment and they had the camera trained on Mitch Marsh? I mean, are broadcasters, are media
4: looking for this stuff now when in the past they weren't? Of course, because it gets people talking. How many people have a strong opinion on all this stuff that we've seen um whether it be the send-offs or you know the stairwell stuff it gets people talking and it's all good and well to have are it are they talking
0: about the right stuff
4: though Callum but doesn't we're really... talking
0: about hundreds and fifers instead of people swearing and people getting Every... into people's face and things like that
4: everybody's going to say something you'd be worried if they said nothing like that's the it gets people in it, it it might not be the cricket but you and I will talk about that that's fine the cricket purists will talk about that it's the other element the the less hardcore fans that we need to get in. That it just gets people talking. There's nothing wrong with that.
0: No, it doesn't. And what it does do and it shows the side personality of these players. And I think that's another really important part that if and I'm not I'm not on either side of this, we're just talking about this, but you know, if you start putting the the chains on these guys, if you start handcuffing them, every time they celebrate and express a bit of emotion, they're gonna stop doing it. And that's when you see Roberta, he's just shaking his fist instead of getting pumped up. And as an African fan, there would be no better sight than watching Khakisar Rabada fire up because you know he's in the contest and you know that he's going to try his best and he's going out there to win games and try and take wickets and bounce people. And it's, it's fantastic. So, you know, in, while we're. While I'm worried about that we're focusing too much on it and it's going to detract from people doing that. That's my. I know it's great to get people talking, but if we're focusing too much on it now, players are going to stop doing it. Yeah. If they get pinged, they're going to stop doing it.
4: I can understand that. And. I think the thing with Rabada, and hopefully he's listening to you know good, smart people around him.
0: And this, and this podcast.
4: No, he should not be listening to this podcast. That's <laughs> his uh, first mistake. But it's just channel, cha- uh, channeling that passion. So not getting in the face of the batsman, running off to his teammates. He needs to go almost the Imran Tahir approach and just run straight to the boundary. <laughs> yeah. Straight to the boundary. Well, that,
0: oh, I mean, Faf said it about um, Dale Stane. He says he does the exact same thing, but he just stops. Yeah. He'll take the wicket and stand halfway through down the wicket and the batsman is still behind the stumps or near the stumps and he just explodes I think his veins pop out and he's got those eyes. You know, Rabat even said that. He even said they asked him if going to change Can you his
3: veins and he said no. Can you train for uh, wicket celebrations? They've got Dale Stane who...
4: I think Toyota did a wicket firebrand. celebrations. That's video right. Series, yeah. Brett Lee, he's a good person to speak to. Yeah. The yeah, chainsaw. A
0: chainsaw, yeah.
4: But, so yeah.
3: potentially at training sessions they could practice their wicket celebrations?
0: You know, it's, that sounds... Bizarre, a backward point maybe, but you know they probably should talk about it. They got to think, you know, if if you do take a wicket and you're up and about,
4: they have to do stay away from a batter. Basically, Rabada says he's not going to change the way he expresses himself, but something has to change because he's way too valuable to South Africa and yep. to the game. So we've seen in South Africa these first two Test matches, the crowds have been largely appalling for given the standard of cricket. Mm. So school students were pretty vocal. Well, the band was great, and then they try to kick him out. But that's a different topic that we won't get to. But people like him bring people to the game because he's so exciting, both of his bowling and his passion, because he, he makes you feel something when you watch a game. That's true. I, I saw some kids
3: uh, down in the... Uh, when Rabada was starting his over, I think it was on day four, and there were kids just all just trying to imitate him. Doing the throwing the arm over, and they were getting all involved. I thought, wow, what an effect this guy's having on the crowd—the crowd that did turn up.
0: Absolutely, and that's where, yeah, Jeff Crow, <laughs> this book, guy—he might have been coming to this serious thing, and this would be great test cricket, fantastic Can't wait to watch him. He's been the busiest man. He's had to do with all these charges, and you know, I feel sorry for him because his hands were tied with that one. The code of conduct's black and white in that sense—that he made contact, it's level two. He gave him the he gave him the the least possible. and couldn't get him off, but. They're going to take it to a, a trial. A judicial commissioner will hear both sides of the, of the story again and we'll see. Hopefully, Rabada is back. Let's hear from Graham Smith, the former Proteus captain, on uh, this whole Rabada saga, the appeal, the fitness of Dale Stane, who might be one player that could come back in later in the series and possibly take Rabada's spot if he doesn't get off. And the memories of playing at Newlands in particular, that game where Australian fans won't like it to remember it, but uh, I'm pretty sure they got bought it for somewhere around 47, and Graham Smith was more than happy to remind me when I asked him about that, that he got 100. So let's hear from Graham Smith now. Graeme, Roberta has
2: appealed his
0: charge. What do you reckon about that?
2: I kind of expected something to happen. I think there's been, well, from a South African perspective, quite a lot of um, uproar about the decision. I think uh, a lot of the public and businessmen and people feel that he's been hard done by. Um... From my perspective, I just want to see him playing in the series, you know I think it 's just it 's a cracking series everyone 's talking about it. Test cricket hasn 't had competitive cricket like this for a, for a long time, and um, as a as a cricket fundy, you know you want to see the best playing against the best so like obviously i 'm South African and I have a bit of emotion towards that also, but um, yeah i, I don 't understand the legality, so we 'll see Faf said after play on Monday that. South Africa doesn't have a very good
0: strike rate record when appealing these charges, over 0%, I think he said. But what do you reckon Rabada's chances
2: are getting off? Well, I think the ICC keep, keep those, uh, those uh, opportunities to be successful in these things very low. I think there's only I think been one turnover in the whole of the, the, the time the ICC's allowed this stuff. So, um, yeah, um, I don't think they like people appealing. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think uh, I don't, I can't really give much more information than what's out there at the moment I don't I don't know but uh, from a from a South African perspective I'd love to see him win and and take part in the series but uh, and then keep this this um, test cricket really competitive and exciting going forward. So he doesn't get off he's suspended for the last two test matches who comes in for him for Cape Town? Well I think Dale Stain is still a little bit behind his his uh, you know recovery so I spoke to him this morning actually and he says he's bowling well, but it's just is taking him a bit of time to recover after spells. So I, I think he's targeting that fourth test to be available. Whether they pick him or not, that's, that's another thing. But um, I think it will be a natural thing for probably Mornay Morkel just to, to come in. Obviously, for him, close to 300 test wickets, an experienced guy last series. Um, and uh, you, you'd want him to make a big impact uh, if he does get that opportunity. So there is experience there behind Robotta. I just think has just been, you know, just a level above everybody else. And that's why he's such a big loss. Should Dale make it back for that fourth test? Say he's
0: 85%. Would you want to see an 85% Dale Stein out there? I mean, he's made it known in the past. He likes playing against
2: Australia. Well, I mean, his record and his ability is incredible. He's, got, you know, he's one of those guys also that, um, like an AB and like a KG were in Cape Town, they, they can make big impacts on the game, impacts on the series. And He's, he's, he's that type of natured uh, guy, player. Um, I, I would be surprised, though, if South Africa you know, have a bowling attack that's, that's doing well um and everyone's fit i would be surprised that, that if they if they consider him um if someone gets injured or loses form or there's a question mark then i certainly think that he'll come into the reckoning what do you think the pitch is going to play like here at newlands yeah i mean the the india test match surprised me it um it had good pace and bounce. i mean we were having a drought in cape town but i think you know through the borehole water and it's probably one of our best grounds in the country here in cape town um, so he's, he's managed to get a little bit of pace back into the surface. So, hoping, hoping that it'll have a bit of that pace that we saw in the, in the India Test match. In general, it's a good wicket uh, with both bat and ball, and um, should take a little bit of spin as the game goes on. I've been immensely surprised at how much reverse swing uh, has you know, played a role in this series, and uh, you, you probably would at the back end of, of the South African summer. Um, it's been a hot one. Lots of cricket, I, I think probably reverse swing will play a role again. What are your memories of playing in Cape Town? Well, it's one of my favorite grounds in the world. I mean, it's, it's well noted that it's a beautiful ground. Um, the other thing from a, from a crowd perspective, it's probably the, the best turnouts that we get in South Africa. People love this sport here in Cape Town. Um, with the series like it is, I expect the turnouts to be really good and to be a great atmosphere. Um, and that should add to, hopefully, the standard of cricket that we've seen in the first two tests. It just uh, is a wonderful place to play. It's got a great feeling, a nice mix of a stadium and a grass embankment and then obviously the beauty of the mountain around. But, you know, I think it has been a really good fortress for South Africa over the years. And, um, yeah, it's probably the best ground to come to at 1-1 for for the South African team. You've got a mixed record against Australia in Cape Town. I'm sure you want to remember one match more (laughs) than
0: others. But just memories about playing Australia here.
2: Well, I made my debut here against Australia and um, it was an exciting Test match. australia I think chased 300-odd in the, in the last innings to win the game. And I think we had them seven-odd down or something, if I, if I remember, that, that far back. Um, obviously, we bowled Australia out for 47, yeah, went on to get 100 chasing that. That was a, a test match I think everybody everybody remembers. And then my last test match, yeah, we, I think we almost hung on for a draw. Um, that was an exciting one also. So I think it's just, you know, you're going to have two cracking teams. Uh, the series is heightened with all the stuff that's going on. There's, a lot of competitive guys out there. I think everyone, I mean, wherever I go, people are asking me and building up to this Newton's Test match. So, I mean, that is good for the game, isn't it? And good for Test cricket. Just that 2011 game,
0: you can see a 200-run lead in the first innings after getting bowled out for 90-odd. Did you think that was possible to roll the team for 47? I mean, what was it? What was, can you remember the emotions
2: and the talk in the after that first innings? Yeah, well, I remember Michael Clark played a, a wonderful innings up front and I think he got Australia to like 260-280 which was you know on the way the surface was playing in those first innings was a a decent score Um, and then Shane Watson bowled extremely well and I think I just from watching on the sidelines just took a a couple of things from the way he bowled them. he didn't do too much he just targeted that off stump there was enough in the surface both ways and really it was just not about getting emotional that time just bringing the boaters together getting the focus on you know what we want to do so we got one or two early wickets and suddenly the roll started and you know, never in your mind did I ever think that that was possible, but I remember standing at first slip once and looking up at the scoreboard and seeing 21 for 9, <laughs> and I literally had to pinch myself. I think you know, I, I couldn't quite believe I actually had a little quite giggle to myself because it was, it was quite surreal. Um, but then I knew I had to go and bat again on the surface, so quickly, quickly sobered up and, uh, and had to get my head on.
0: 9 for 21, I think Nathan Lyon was the top scorer in that match. Uh, one all now. Um, there's a bit of a break, 10 day break between the games. Is that going to benefit? South Africa or can Australia use that time to sort of get rid of that momentum that South Africa have gained and start again
2: for the back half of this series? Well, it, it, I think there's, there's, there's little confidence boosters for, for a lot of people. I think obviously Australia now, maybe from a batting perspective, their batters can do some work because you know, they've got a few starts but no one's really gone on to, to get a 100 or make an impact in the game with, with a bat. Um, you know, In Durban, their lower order and Mitch Maas really contributed. Um, So I think that's something they all want to look at. I think from a South African perspective, the build-up is key. I think South Africa allowed Australia to land that first punch in Durban and then sort of reacted after that and played much better cricket. So I think uh, everyone's sort of cooling their heads down, recovering the bodies after a back-to-back test match and um, enjoying some time away from the pressure, I would guess. And then I think the build-up to the next game is going to be really key and who can get that right, I think, uh, will dominate the next test match.
0: Okay, let's talk about the cricket. The second test, South Africa won by six wickets in three and a half days. All the scores and videos on cricket.com.au. So we're going to talk about the standout performers. And we've got to start with Robata again. Player of the match performance, 5-for-96 in the first inning, 6-for-54 in the second. Pace, reverse swing, had all out there. Callum, every time
4: he came on for a spell, he just felt like he was going to get a wicket. He would just be an absolute nightmare to face, wouldn't he? Because he swings it both ways, he bowls seriously rapid, and... He's just at you every single ball. Like, he doesn't give you looseness, or if he does, you're almost not ready for it because you're waiting for that wicket-taking ball that he produces so often. And uh, just the way he works over batsmen, you look at the Sean Marsh dismissals in each innings. They almost landed the same line, they're basically the same length, but one came right back in, ripped off his pad, and trapped in front. The next innings, he takes one away from the left-hander. You know, Sean Marsh goes, Oh, wow. I've got a cover drive here, Nick's off and gone. So he's just I think he's a lot smarter than probably people give him credit for because he is so talented with his raw skills. And and he's so young. He's, he's only 22. It's scary.
0: It's pretty scary. I mean, 28 test matches now for Robata. He's taken four 10-wicket match hauls. The South African record is five by Dale Stane. He's played 86 matches, which is quite extraordinary. This kid, he's 22. I mean, if he plays for around 13 years, that's there will be well over another hundred Test matches, and the way he's going, uh, five hundred wickets—that's a long way to go. But you know, he's going to be one of the all-time greats. It's—it's it's pretty scary. The Australians have said it's going to be a bonus if he's not in the—in the for the rest of the series. And you know, they're just being honest because if you've got the world's best bowler, and that's the whole sort of kind of ironic part of it—that the day after they got suspended by the ICC, they've come out with their latest play rankings, and he's number one bowler in the world. So it's—it'd um, be a shame if he's not there, but. A serious player for South Africa, and just you just an, hope a, he's you
4: just hope he's back. A quick aside: if he is not back for the final two Test matches, uh, how will history view the series if Australia go on to win? Is it
0: one of those ones with an asterisk? Is it one of those? I mean,
4: you know, but you know, it's he's done it to himself. He has, but I just yeah, I can't help but feel it would. I mean, Australia, they're not going to say you guys can have the series, obviously. Yeah. But I just feel like it would kind of have that. I don't know.
0: Remember when they when it's South Africa came to Australia in 2016 and there was no AB de Villiers and then Stain got hurt? Well, Everybody, that's right. And everyone thought, oh, well, they they galvanised the team. Yeah. They played better for it because of it. And, and players like Philander stood up, Robata Rab- stood up. Yeah. You know?
4: They've got no shortage of quicks, that's for sure. We'll touch on that shortly, but. Yeah. Um, and they love the whole backs-against-the-wall thing. You know, Faf loves getting the best out of them when they're in situations like this. So Absolutely. It's certainly not to say by any stretch that the series is over if he doesn't play the two tests, but I just wonder if Australia are going to win.
0: AB de Villiers, 126 not out, 261 minutes, 146 balls, 24s in one. Frankly, absurd six off Pat Cummins over Cal Corn. I'm not sure how he hit it there. Uh, it's extraordinary even for him. Uh, Cal... We've seen a lot of cricket, but I'm not sure if I've seen a better 100 than that one, uh, given the circumstances on a tough pitch. We spoke about before. There was a session there, there was none for 43 of 27 overs. And AB walks out and he's striking at 86 per 100 balls, making it look easy. Uh, he's just a class above the rankings that put him at number one. Smith's still there. I think he's seventh at the moment, and a lot of the other captains around the world, Coley, Root, Williamson are up there. Dave Warner's number five. But if he's not the best batsman in the world, he's right up there with Steve Smith because he plays cricket shots much like Smith that no one else can.
4: It was the same as that first innings in Durban, wasn't it? Just he came out and he was on a totally different pitch against a totally different attack, doing whatever he wanted. He never even remotely came close to giving a chance. Plays shots that no one else can really play, or at least from balls that others can't play. Well, the common six,
0: I mean, that's a, for
4: any other player, that's a at best, a back foot cover drive,
0: and he's hit it over a corner. Yeah, I
4: think we spoke about it um, in the last podcast, but Pat Cummins, for the most part, rushes batsmen. They play it really late, right under their nose, if they can get down to it, and certainly nothing expansive, whereas face faces up to him, and he has so much more time. He's playing pull shots right out in front of him, uh, cover drives, no dramas. It's just remarkable to watch how he does it, and it's impossible to believe... It's been three years between test tons. We know we had time out of the game, but still to think about that, three years. I mean, Australia hadn't even won the World Cup Yeah. by that time, mm. the last time he made 100.
0: Yeah, it's, it's extraordinary. And another thing, I mean, for a player of his abilities, 112 test matches in, and when I say only, he's only got 22 test hundreds. You would think he could have 40 the way he plays. And we asked Graeme Smith that uh, in a previous chat. He said the one knock on him might be his conversion rate. And I think, uh, from what I understand, I think the Australians have chipped him a little bit in the field about his conversion rate. Uh, I think it's probably the only thing you can chip him for. Yeah. He's pretty immaculate. I probably wouldn't be saying too much to him. exactly. Um, But uh, Smith said that because he can take the game on and because he can play so many shots, he's probably got himself out a few times where other batsmen would just lock it in and try and get to three figures where he's always... Trying to move the game forward, and he's got out in the
4: nineties a fair few times as well. Well, that's uh, the classic um, cricket thing, isn't it? I think he's made eight nineties. Yeah, so he turns them into hundreds, and all of a sudden he has twenty nine hundreds, and that elevates him to a whole another level.
0: Will be like Michael Slater, same thing. That's Steve right. War. You know, but it's just that
4: like, weird fascination we have with milestones.
0: That's right. Now he's only been out twice in this series, once run out for a golden duck. And you can understand now why the Australians were so up and about when they got him out uh, for a golden duck, thanks to Aidan Markham, I guess. Maybe a bit of fault on both players. But he got out in the second innings, sort of awkwardly crunching on a ball to bat-pad off Nathan Lyon when victory was only 20 runs away. I don't know if that was the game plan. (laughs) I'm not sure it was. But how how do they get him out? How do you get him out? The, the, The Australians have said... They got a ball better to him at the start. We talked about it in the press box. So I reckon he's got to throw a couple of wide ones early and hopefully his feet aren't moving in the next one. But it looks like they run out of plans pretty quickly. If he gets set, it's, it's good luck, good night.
4: I think if we knew how to get him out, we'd be getting paid a lot more than uh, what we are currently, Samuel. Mm,
0: wouldn't take much.
4: But um, I would imagine uh, the Darren Lehmans and David Sakers of the world will be spending a lot of time between now and then, looking at a lot of vision. I'm not sure if they'll find much from that vision apart from seriously good batting performance, but they've got to find a way. They've got to try something. Um, I'm not sure what they can do, in all honesty, because, as you say, they, they have to basically rely on something early. I don't think they can take too much out of that second-inning's dismissal no. here. But...
0: Um, You've got to get him out there when the new ball is still new and swinging around and the seam's still up, so it doesn't have the wicket. If he comes out and the wicket's flat and the ball's not doing anything.
4: Yeah, I think they'll be hoping for more assistance from the pitch in these final two test matches. I think that's what we're expecting. The the talk around here has been that the first two tests will be very reverse swing focused, a bit of spin, and these last two, the uh, seamers will come into play a bit more. So I think that might bring... the Josh Hazel's of the world into the game a little bit more than maybe perhaps what we've seen in these first two test matches, and I think Australia will be certainly hoping so.
0: Absolutely. An Australian, Usman Khawaja, 75, 126 balls, 14-4 in the second innings. Pressure situation in Australia, 139 runs in a rear starting that innings. Um, that was his highest test score outside of Australia and New Zealand. You know, only two tests ago Kawaja got a big 100 against England at the SCG. So it's not like he was out of form. But his overseas record isn't that flash. So it would have been a confidence booster for Uzi to get a big score or a substantial score away from home.
4: Yeah, I'm not sure if he'll admit that. um, But I think it has to come into play, right? Because, what was it, New Zealand 2016, I think was his last... Yeah. Where he got 140? 140, yeah. And since then, yeah, overseas, he just hasn't had the success. And we know he almost, for a brief period, became that home-only player, basically the whole... Courses for courses policy that um, didn't last too long, I don't think. But he's back in now, he gets an opportunity and, and he played really well that second innings and I think he had to, not only for himself, but Australia were in a heap of trouble if he didn't produce that, or even more trouble than what they eventually found themselves in.
0: The third test starts on the 22nd of March at Newlands, Cape Town Say Rabada doesn't get off, so the hearing goes ahead. He still could miss the first test if the hearing is not done in time. But, sorry, missed the third test. His replacement, who's going to come in? I heard from Graham Smith. He said that uh, Mourne Morkel's the, the likely replacement. Dale Stein might not be fit enough, especially for the third test, maybe not even the fourth test. can we reckon they'll just bring Big Mourne back in?
4: They have to, don't they? How cruel would that be in his farewell series to drop him and then not picking when their star quick goes down. we have got
0: Vian Mulder in the squad. Well, they did. They got to pick a new squad, don't they?
4: Well, they do. That's right. Yeah. Um, I mean, surely go Mornay. I think uh, experience too. This yeah, is, it's
0: it's a shootout now. It's two tests.
4: Didn't Rabada pick out Chris Morris?
0: He did. It was, it was a tough one in the press conference. He did say someone. Was it Morris? I'm not sure if that's a nickname for for Mornay or. There's Morris, there's Mulder, there's Mornay Morkel. Pretty sure it? he it's, said Morris. And the,
4: well, the thing was, he's not even in the squad. Yeah, but they're naming a new squad, aren't they? Could not they, they, they bring?
0: They are. Uh, Could he might have given us? A it's hard big to pick, Doc. Good pickup.
4: It was hard to know how much Rabada knew and was accidentally letting slip. We know he kind of let slip that he was already suspended when it hadn't been confirmed, and then he's dropping Morris's name. Maybe we need to get. I
3: just think he he seemed to be pretty inexperienced with you know keeping uh, keeping you know his cards close to his chest yeah. in press conferences, and I think he was a bit too honest, tried to give too much to the journalists, and
4: let slip. Chris Morris, I'd back him in. Well, luckily he doesn't listen to this podcast because we want him to keep doing that. We want some <laughs> little right. nuggets. We don't want the personalities. He's only
0: twenty-two. Another ten years of honest press conferences. Imagine that. That'd be great. That'd be great. Mitch Marsh. Another great performance in the second test. 45 in the second innings, held that innings together. He got a couple of key wickets um, as well. A brilliant catch by Tim Payne. I'm not sure we've talked about that, but Tim Payne up to the stumps, takes a good catch off Mitch Marsh, who's bowling as fast as ever. Speaker might not suggest that, but Mitch certainly thinks he is. He actually picked up a groin strain. He dropped a catch on day four at first slip. Uh, the captain seemed to think that he couldn't run and then it turns out that he could have run and as soon as the skipper found that out he was out of there and his brother Sean was back in the first slip. So Mitch Marsh done a good job there of tricking the captain into not running. Uh, but he had, he's, got, he's got 10 days off between the fixtures. What do you reckon, Callum, is he? Well, we've got, we've got to wait and see, don't we? But um, he's such an important part of a team now because he, he's such a dependable player at number six and he bowls those crucial overs.
4: I have absolutely no expertise uh, when it comes to this sort of stuff, but he'll play.
0: He'll, he's in?
4: Yeah. I mean, if, if it was really bad, he wouldn't have been out in the field, would he? There was no real reason for him to be out there and yep. he fielded the entire time. So uh, I don't think, I can't imagine it would be that bad. He got a good break now uh, and he, he is so important. He could almost play as a batsman, wouldn't even have to bowl.
0: Mm. Yeah, well, that's right. He's probably one of the more informed players. Absolutely. If they want an all rounder, they they've got to bring someone in
3: what happened with Mitch during this test uh, second test with Gastro
0: yeah he was crook at the start of the game
3: yeah. I And mean, he didn't take the field did he on day one
4: he was at home just back at the hotel no he went out to bat, to uh, bat. one spot lower than planned but he went out there didn't last long and then uh, didn't take the field later in the day
0: he was actually a bit sheepish afterwards saying he felt disappointed that he probably wasn't quite fit to play at the start of the game but you know, these things are only 24, 36-hour bugs and he got through it and then he played a big hand for the rest of the test match. But he's okay now. I think that gastro bug sort of swept through the team. Half a dozen of the players and support staff. Took an umpire bad, down as well. Took an umpire. Right, Chris yeah. Gaffney, Didn't he, he was on day one and the rest of it we didn't see him. So yeah, it's going around. So Doc, make sure you keep using that hand sanitizer, mm-hmm. Showering whenever possible.
3: i got to be careful with the length of showers. That's to right, down to. the drought
0: here. If... Mitch, for some reason, that groin strain gets worse. They need to get an all round over here. Will they fly someone in, or will they back? I mean, you know, Darren Lehman said they got to look at the pitch. It's probably the problem. The time frames there, because you got to get someone in from Australia. There's a Shield round going on as we record this podcast. Uh, you got to get a player to acclimatise. It just might be. It just might be too tough. If he can't play, maybe the just comes in. I would think pick so. Pick an extra bowler, count all-out
4: attack. I mean, I'm so strong on him playing that i I can't even no, get my me. I can't even get my brain I'm to think, think about, about another option. Okay. to be honest, who would you bring
0: over an all-rounder?
3: Well, there's only one all-rounder that really should be here, and that's Glenn Maxwell. Jack Wood. Oh, sorry, who? Jack Wood. <laughs> no, Glenn Maxwell will come over here and just blitz
0: it. Okay, wouldn't he bowl we'll seam up if that if needed? Well, you
3: are asking before how do you get A. B. de out? Lyon got him out of spin. I reckon just bowl junk to him. Not that Maxi bowls junk, but I reckon. Does just... Lion bowl junk? No, but I reckon you should. Like we have got oh, Lyon okay. out of spin. Okay, that's yeah, your plan. Okay, that's your plan. Yeah, put David Warner into the attack. Doctor, mix it up with Glenn that's Maxwell. That's
0: actually not a bad idea because that's what they believed Sachin Tendulkar didn't respect the part timers, so he would often bowl part timers to. him. Yeah, and look at what Try Dean Elgar
4: him. did to Steve Smith in the first test.
0: I think you're onto something here,
4: Andre. Doc, did we hear you say the other day that uh, Glenn Maxwell could be Australia's AB de Villiers with the bat? I don't think I said that, but I'm happy to
3: back whoever did <laughs> say that.
0: I think you might have said it off air. Yeah.
3: <laughs> don't go
4: sheepish now, Doc.
3: He could be. Oh, no, he's not really an AB, but I think he is. He can play in...
0: some extraordinary shots. I think that's what we're trying to say. Yeah.
3: AB, plays... I would sort of classify as not being quick enough or anything, but a great cricket, I mean, sorry, a great test batsman. Whereas Glenn Maxwell is more just a great entertainer, bit along bit along the same lines as Caduceo Rabada.
0: Okay, entertainers brings wanna... people
3: into the game. Kids will be all around the field going, <laughs> trying to reverse sweep with their little bats and just trying to do everything that Maxwell does. Maxwell, Maxwell. That's all they talk about. About bringing, you know, it's all about ebb and flows. It's all about ebb and flow, I reckon, with the game. You're like. Shouldn't we all be talking about Kajiza Rabada getting 11 wickets in the second test? Maybe, yeah, but there is an ebb and flow. You've got to entertain, you've got to bring people in. I see your side, Cal, I see your side. There's got to be just a bit of... Tide comes in, tide comes out. Get Glenn Maxwell in for a few tests, then get him out, get the real cricketers in, then bring Maxi back in to bring the fans back. Ebb and flow.
0: Wow, that's... uh, I'm not sure what I just heard then. And finally, on the third test, uh, the pitch... Graham Smith spoke about it. We don't really know. Past the past would suggest that it's going to be a bit more friendly to the to the quicks, to the pace bowlers. What are, what are we thinking, Cal? If that's the case, the the reverse swing has done well so far. Uh, Maharaj has had an impact for the hosts. Do they keep going down that path, or do they green top bring Felina back in? It if they're short of Rabada,
4: they might use the wily veteran seamer to try and expose the top order of the Australians. It'll be interesting to see because everyone knows how dangerous Philander is when there's a little bit in the pitch. Absolutely. But also, as we spoke about, uh, maybe that's the thing that guys like Stark and Hazel would need to... I think they've been a little bit flat with the new ball, but maybe something like that, a little bit of spice in the wicket. Um, Hopefully they can find some conventional swing through the air and all of a sudden they get a bit more fired up perhaps and I think Australia looking for those earlier wickets, which they haven't really found they haven't really ripped through that top order yet so perhaps that's something they need to, to really bring themselves into the game even more
2: now it's time for play
0: it or leave it play it or leave it we did one before the test series started can you remember the results can you guys remember how you went what were the questions again I can't remember doing that something
3: it. about Mornay more cool. mm. Uh would he, would he be was, going well there was one about
0: sanctions
4: don't oh remember, god, we that. got that wrong. Don't remember that one.
3: Uh, wait, wait, what was it? Would there be more than three code violations yeah. in this series? Well, there's already been what? Five.
4: <laughs> I think. The, I think I said the gloves are off. Um, you did. Didn't yeah, think let it happened. Let the
0: happen. boys play. It happened. He's, Jeff heard you. Yeah. All Sorry, right, Jeff. So this week's player to leave it topics. We're going to reflect on a little bit that we've done in the past. Might give you guys another chance to. To have another go at these, if you want to change your mind, uh, I've got a couple of new ones. All right. So the first one, Mornay Morkel, to three hundred before Nathan Lyon, and we we have done this one before. How many wickets away is he? I'm going to tell you. Nathan Lyon is on two ninety six. Mornay Morkel's on two ninety seven. Pretty sure that Nathan Lyon's going to play in the third test. Mornay, we don't know. Callum, you went with Mornay. Doc, you went with Lyon.
4: Are you going to change? Absolutely not. I'm backing my man Warnay in. Are you? He's going to come back. They're going to win the toss. They're going to bowl. And he's going to get it on Over the first half.
0: Green tinge on the pitch. Yep. Bowl first. Open the bowling. Yep.
3: Lower order batsman, I reckon. <laughs> and what
0: do you reckon? You're not going away from Lyon?
3: <laughs> no, I'll stick with Lyon. I reckon, You're almost a he bowl spin, I reckon Maharaj and Lyon will get plenty of wickets
0: this Ooh. test match. We Wouldn't expect that. That's another. That's another off. Leave it. Do we have a tally on that? Uh, or oh, it's not in your favour? Okay. You don't want them to take any more wickets. Uh, more than one century to an Australian batsman in this Test match. More than one.
4: You're going to play it or leave it. I'm going to leave that. I reckon they might get one. Not sure who it'll be. Maybe a fired up Steve Smith. Mm. Hasn't got the runs that he would have liked so far this series. No, I don't think more than one.
3: I'm going to play it, and I'm going to even tell you who it'll be. Let's hear it. David Warner and Sean Marsh.
0: Wow. David Warner. That's the confidence that you don't have, Callum. I know. Sean Marsh, Dave Warner, hundreds. Callum, not sure. Maybe a fight up Steve Smith. It's been three tests since Steve Smith scored a hundred. It's a bit
4: weird, isn't it? What's going on? It's almost like three years for AB. (laughs) (laughs) All
0: right, back to the one uh, before Test series. No sanctions in this test match. Everyone going to be on their best behavior?
4: Surely. Surely. There's going to be no send-offs. Surely. Do you play it or leave it? I'm going to... Wait, did you say no code of conduct?
0: No sanctions. No code of conduct breaches. Right, I'm playing
4: it. I'm backing them in. Best behavior. Jeff can put his feet up. He can he's enjoy... He's not doing
0: these two tests. What? Nah, he's Has done. he gone home? This is his... He's done. Who have we got? Not sure. Andy. Roger Madagali. Whoever pie- <laughs> no he better do it.
3: I'm gonna take a big risk here and leave it.
0: Oh, you think it's gonna be <laughs> it's a big risk. I just think because it could
3: be a pretty enthralling test match and come day four I think tensions will be high. Oh. And something will happen. And it doesn't take much. It only takes a stunt mic to be up at the wrong wrong time. Or the right time. Yep. And um
4: yeah, you can get sanctioned for saying whatever. My only worry with mine is that someone will get done for like some outrageous rule in cricket like David Warner wearing too much tape on his hand or something yeah. stupid like that.
0: yeah or you know there's a sponsor showing yes yeah okay yeah alright but, but i yes. have gone yes I've gone none alright now we're back to the cricket questions less than we haven't seen many this. we haven't seen many this series less than one stumping in this match
4: which yeah. means zero yep yeah. yeah good Good clarification. I'm going to. (laughs) I was just doing the maths in my head. I'm going to apply that. There won't be a stumping.
0: Okay. No stumpings, doc. Uh, There'll be two. (laughs) Two. Yes. Spin will be
3: a big factor in this test match, and I
0: reckon there'll be two. Okay. Two stumpings. Utah, Uh, give me two. You guys are at odds again. Finally, now we haven't seen many classic catches. I want to see some classic catches. So at least two classic catches. We've seen some nice ones. DeCox has been all right. Uh, Tim Payne up the stumps, probably not a classic, a really great catch. Cameron Bancroft at short uh, short leg there. That's one. other one's just sort of stuck. I want to see a classic catch to this Test match. Play to leave it, at least two. I'll play it. You think be, there's gonna be two classic catches in the slips? Yep. See the way David Warner takes some
4: at uh, training, mm, and Ooh. Sean Marsh. Yeah. It's pulling out of nowhere. No, nah, leaving it. Sorry, Doc. I'm going against you again. They're going to be fine edges. Simple chances behind the wicket. There's going to be no classic catches.
0: All right, play to leave it done. Happy with you. Happy with your picks. We'll re- we will review these before the. Do we have to? I'm going to get test. them ball wrong again.
3: I'm super confident.
0: Wow, I like it. Okay, we're going to finish the show. Quickly touching on the Australian women who are over in India and they've started their tour in sensational fashion. They have clobbered all the tour match opponents. I feel sorry for those those poor women out there playing against the Aussies. Uh, but in the first one day, uh, India all out for 200. Australia tracked it down in 32.1 overs, eight wickets in hand. Jess Jonathan and Amanda J. Wellington took four wickets and three wickets respectively in the innings. And then Nicole Bolton, 100 in reply, Meg Lanning back as captain. Callum, good to see Meg back, and what a dominant performance by the Aussies.
4: Absolutely. We spoke about it, uh, I believe, in our first podcast on the tour, how they would be really keen to bounce back after that um, loss in the World Cup last year. They would be really hungry. Meg coming back, and she, I'm not sure she has a point to prove, but she's no doubt coming back and thinking, all right, I've missed a lot of cricket here. I'm, you know, I want to go out there and do my thing and, you know, show everyone why I'm the world's best batter, essentially. And they did it in style. They absolutely flogged them, as you said. I think was it 107 balls to spare? Um really uh interesting way they've gone with their team for this game. I think yeah. Alex Blackwell retiring, um, kind of opened themselves up for some options. They left Elise Villani out. We all know how good she is. But just the way I think they've laid out their batting order, it's almost like they've kind of – they're going attacking consolidation, attacking consolidation in terms of having Alyssa Healy and Nicole Bolton up top. Yep. You have someone like Meg Lanning who can play an amazing range of shots. Yep. Elise Perry who's just super solid. Uh, Rachel Haynes. And then all of a sudden you look down and you've got Ashley Gardner at number seven. Yeah. Just so much depth there, and I,
0: you know, and Jess Johnson and Amanda Jade Wellington are down there at nine and ten, and they're fantastic batters in their own right. So it's an extremely, extremely deep bang line-up.
4: I just think they're bowling over there as well. Um, I think probably the the knock on that team for a little bit has just been the lack of depth with their pace. Megan shooting, Elise Perry carrying a really heavy load there, but over in India, the spin really comes into play, and Amanda Jade Wellington, everyone knows how talented she is and in the future she has and then also Jess Johnson just needs to be that consistent performer all the time so they cashed in in that first ODI and you'd expect them to do so over the next couple as well and Meg Lanning she scored her 3000th one day run uh,
0: second fastest in terms of innings to get there to who to Belinda
4: Clark the great oh wow. BC
0: the great, the great BC and she uh, just they talk about Rabada being so young and the records that he's breaking Meg Lanning is going to shatter every women's batting record. It's extraordinary. As long as her shoulder doesn't shatter. As long as her shoulder. Well, Touch wood. It's getting stronger now, but it's kind of remarkable just how, how, just how good she is at such a young age. It's, um, it's extraordinary. The next one day uh, is on uh, March 15th, which will probably be the day this podcast comes out. So um, make sure to tune in. Live scores and all the video news and analysis from Laura Jolly, our cricket.com.au reporter over there. You can find that on the website. They met the Queen yesterday. The Queen. The Queen of Gujarat? Baroda,
4: I believe, or Gujarat, yes, perhaps the Gujarat state. Wow. The not Queen. The queen. A massive cricket fan, apparently. No doubt. A little dog there as well. <laughs> oh, I saw that. Yeah, that's right. Follow them at the some, palace. Yeah,
0: follow them on social media. It's fantastic. Uh, all right, gents, that's the end of the episode. We made it. Wow. Pumped up for the Cape Town Test.
3: Absolutely. Can't wait to see Maxie out there. Oh, he's not playing again. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Oh. He's playing for Victoria, which means we're in our last round of the JLT Sheffield Shield. So cricket.com.au has all your scores, news, highlights, everything in there. The final is not far away. Tasmania and Victoria battling it out for that second spot. The Queensland looking likely to host it. Fascinating end of the season. Uh, cricket.com.au is your one-stop shop for everything to do with Sheffield Shield. For the Qantas tour of uh, South Africa, Australia's limited overs tour of India. It's everywhere. If you need anything, it's all there on cricket.com.au.